0: Tayshawn's Muscles 2020-21 NBA season it's our annual uh, preview podcast this is Dan and I got Trev with me Trev how you doing? Hey it's a little weird to be here two days before
1: Christmas doing our preview pod but I'm just happy the NBA is back to be on this glorious
0: podcast. This is a glorious podcast it's gonna be a lot of fun because honestly we haven't had a lot of time to really shoot the breeze and talk about how we're feeling about we've t- we've talked about some general things but i don't think we've really dived into the specifics on our group text really right no i i know i'm excited to
1: to dig to dig into it because i have i have no idea how your feelings about some of these teams but i know i have some
0: strong opinions i mean i have some strong opinions too i think that my opinions are gonna be uh evolving as we discuss and um i'm I mean, I need to hear... Anyway, we'll, we'll get into it for sure. I think our general format is going to be to go through what our conference ranking, rankings are. And then the conversations will split off from those main points. Does that sound good? Yep. Yeah, I'm so all good. I mean, it's serving two purposes because we get to reconnect. We get to talk about the season. But also, we get to have a nice recording that the listeners can refer to. Maybe some people that the start of the season is catching them a little bit by surprise and they need a quick recap. And uh, it's really fun when we get to go back over this in a year's time, or whenever we end up going back and listening to it. For example, I was going back and listening to our preview podcast from last season. And do you remember who I had making the playoffs that no one else did? Yeah, I even sure. gave you a hard time about on the on the podcast. I was like, nah, they're going to be horrible. It was it was, well, it, was you re- it was OKC. <laughs> it was OKC. And yeah, they were projected, I think, to finish like bottom two or three in their conference. And I, yeah, I, I took out the crystal ball and had him had him in there. So that's why it's good to do stuff like this, because if you have a really good take, then you can go back and brag about it. But nobody really remembers the, the stuff that's way off because we know it's all just for fun. And it's really hard to predict, I think. So this season is obviously really weird with COVID and everything. Obviously, we can't predict anything COVID related. And who knows what could happen with that? Like if it could knock out an entire team for a segment of the season, like I don't feel like that's something I've heard anybody talking about on any of the preview podcasts that I've listened to. Have you heard anyone speculating? No, everyone
1: just kind of, I think, assumes that the NBA has it under wraps and that with all their testing and everything, but this is not a bubble. And we've just seen, uh, obviously it's a lot easier to control with a professional team versus like a college football team. But then at the same point, like the basketball team's what? 17 man roster so if you get one person gets it in contract tracing with five other people like you're out like the whole team has to isolate so who knows what's going to happen
0: yeah or you got to call up some some triple a guys or something and that could certainly affect a team's final record and cohesiveness um i was i I heard adam silver said that they're not going to be skipping anyone in line for the vaccine so who knows when the players might get vaccinated probably a ton of them have already had it we know of a lot that have had in a lot of other ones that a players that have had covid oh i thought you meant who have gotten the vaccine no no
1: yeah 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 i mean it, they're probably they're at least they get the vaccine if they're not skipping which i'm glad they're not jumping line Would probably it's not probably gonna be till april-ish like early spring
0: uh, exactly
1: so who knows you know, yeah. you know, we we all we all saw what happened in the bubble. <laughs> Lou Williams going to the to get wings, and James Harden in Vegas before the training camp even started. So, so something's going to happen.
0: Yeah, and there's been a, who am I thinking of right now? There's been some guys in training camp. Oh, James Wiseman is one of them. Where they're just mysteriously out, and I don't get why they can't just come out and, t- and say it. But this,
1: Nasir Little's been out the entire training camp, and they have.
0: For- I've totally forgot about Nasir Little. <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> shame on you. But uh yeah I just wish they would be transparent about it too. It's not like it's a something to be ashamed about if you got
0: COVID. Sometimes you just can't control it, you
1: know? But they're being all
0: secretive yeah. about it. Uh anyway, uh do you want to should we just uh start off with do you want to start off east or west? Man, let's start off east. Get it out of the okay, way. What do you got for us on the east? Do you want me to, should I just go through? Should I just name them? Just a repeat uh yeah, yeah. Go through and name them. I'll try to take a little bit of notes as we're going through, and I can tell you what the biggest disagreements are.
1: <clears throat> okay, so I reveal the East. Okay, first. Dang, that means you. You're gonna reveal. You should reveal the West first.
0: That'll so work. Like,
1: okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. East. Um. I'm just gonna do rapid fire, and then yeah, you point out like any hot spots where you want to talk about or where we where think we really differ. Okay. Yeah. So number one, I have the Milwaukee Bucks. I think that's pretty clear. Um. Giannis resigned. they have Drew Holiday, it was a major upgrade over Eric Blood, so who knows about the playoffs, but in terms of regular season team, seems like it's pretty easy for them to repeat. Number two, the Celtics, your, your heart and oh, soul, okay. uh, right. which is is probably going to be higher for some people, but I just, I think Jason Tatum's so good, um, and I don't uh,
0: know. Okay, I gotta jump in, I gotta jump in, so first of all, I have him at 5th. I think, I think that's being generous, but keep going with yours. Okay, I have... Just put a little bookmark
1: there. Um, third, I have the 76ers. Fourth, I have the Miami Heat. Fifth, I have the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, sixth, I have the Toronto Raptors. Seventh, I have the Indiana Pacers. Eight, I have the Atlanta Hawks. Ninth, I have the Charlotte Hornets. Tenth, I have the Washington Wizards. Eleventh, I have the Orlando Magic. I'm assuming that we're differing here because you're you're a big... I know you're a closet Magic fan. Twelfth, I have the, <laughs> the Cleveland Cavaliers. Thirteenth, I have the Chicago Bulls. Fourteenth, I have the Detroit Pistons, and fifteenth, I have the New York Knicks.
0: Wait, tell me, tell me your twelfth and thirteenth again.
1: Uh, Cavs are twelfth, and Bulls are thirteenth.
0: We are almost identical, seven through fifteenth. Really? So we can skip through the. Well, no, we'll still talk about them. We'll still talk about if we if we have any specifics to say. What well, you had Hornets nine, right? Yeah. Okay that's what i that's where i have him and i thought i was going to be way way different from you uh so trev let's talk about so first of all i agree bucks 1 is yeah. did you consider putting Celtics 1 or was it, was it
1: no one was pretty solid my 2 through my 2 through 4 like the Celtics could very easily be fourth i mean the right projections they're all close but i i think the the top of the east like the i think the bucks the Bucks, Celtics, 76ers, Heat, and Net are the clear elite of the East. And all yeah. five of those teams could be separated by the number of two to three games. So the Celtics could easily be the five seed where you're at. I think there's a clear drop off after those five teams when it goes to the Raptors and the Pacers in terms of like talent. I, don't, I really don't see the Raptors or the Pacers jumping into the top four, but I could see any of those other five teams shuffling around. But right. But really, but really, I don't see, I, I, I feel like the Bucks are just a lock. For the number one seed, once again, playoffs is a whole different story. But in terms of regular season, everything like that, I, I just think they have it.
0: So you don't think they're going to uh, miss Wes Matthews or George Hill that much? Well, I Marvin mean, Williams.
1: I I I'm, I secretly like Bobby Portis. Um, I think DJ Augustine's Uh underrated. Like, yeah, they're going to miss George Hill's three-point shooting, but DJ Augustine was a sharpshooter last year too and could provide some different things. And I think it's just opening up more time for Dante DiVincenzo, who... um, I I have him as a breakout player. Yeah, he's good, man. He's, like, really good. He's I don't know what he's going to be defensively, but offensively he's better than Wes Matthews. So I think in a lot of ways it's... um, Th- that that is an addition just by subtraction by opening up more playing time for him obviously they'll miss the depth but what west matthews is is i love Wes. he's a former blazer guy right but he's more of a guy this late in a career where you need like 12 to 14 minutes a game I, I think the bucks rely on him to be their starting wing for 30 minutes a game is just it, it's 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 okay that they moved on from that
0: i do have so in the players that you mentioned the newcomers augustine forbes Bobby Portis, they're all horrendous defenders. Yeah. And they don't really have much to say. I mean, Bobby Portis is their backup front court. So I do see a small weakness there. And I think a really fun scenario could occur if Brooke Lopez misses time with injury or COVID-related stuff, who knows, that we could see extended center minutes from Giannis. But I do see this little window where if things don't go their way, that their defense could really tank, especially when they start bringing in uh, some of those bench guys because I don't I mean Giannis and Brooke Lopez can kind of um, they can bolster a defense on their own but they can't play 48 minutes especially if one of them goes out with injury well if Giannis goes out with injury then this whole prediction is is moot but I mean you feel we feel pretty uh, I agree I'm, with just, I'm just playing devil's advocate a little bit on the bucks because it does feel like a tap-in they're they're pretty much made to succeed in the regular season but yeah but I
1: I agree with you, and but you would wouldn't you agree that their starting lineup defensively seems pretty solid? I mean, Drew Drew Holiday is a better defender than Eric Bledsoe was. Chris Middleton, Giannis, and and Brook are all coming back, so you have a question. The question mark is Dante Divincenzo and how much of a drop off that is from Wes. Who who knows? Like that, that's to be seen. But they're you're for sure with their bench coming in. Like losing George Hill is a huge blow to their def- Just any defensive on their on their second unit. Like DJ Augustine can't, oh, can't do
0: anything, but. Oh, I think it's much more of a downgrade offensively than defensively. Anyway, we're getting really into the weeds on this. Yeah. Or for a team that we agreed on. I like it when players, so like Drew Holiday, he's a guy, um, I mean, he's only been on a couple teams, but he's never been on an elite team. And I always like to see that when guys midway through their career they're they're not necessarily past their prime, but they really get a chance to play meaningful games. So I'm excited to see what he does this year. All right, yeah, to be to be clear, I'm not picking the bucks to win the east, but they're my number one seed. Okay, let me hit you up with all of my Celtics concerns at once. Okay. You got them two. I got them five. My Celtics, it's been it's been a tough few years, Trev. and I'm trying to be positive and I don't want to get, I mean, I don't want to get too uh, swayed by the I mean, they only play two preseason games, but I just don't think that they have enough bodies this year. And they I mean they lost Hayward, obviously. Kemba, who knows when he comes back, if he'll be back, or if he'll be full strength when he comes back. And last year, I love the historic couple of months that we had from Tatum where he shot like 80% on step back threes. Uh, and everyone else stayed relatively healthy. But I mean, this year, what did we add? We added Tristan Thompson when we already had Ty, who's an above-average center. Time Lord is looming, and it's good to have center depth, but uh, we also have Grant Williams that can play small ball five. But I don't know if if Tristan helps out in the regular season that much. And then, like, I'm just going to go back to my point, especially on the wing. We just do not have the bodies. Our, the backups are Javante Green, uh, Aaron Neesmith, who is not ready this year. He needs a year. I, I do like him, but he is not ready this year. And then everyone else, they're just good at one thing, basically. Like, Ojale is just good at taking threes when he has three seconds to get it off uh, or taking up space on defense. Romeo Langford is only good at perimeter defense. He's injured anyway. Uh, Tremont Waters. He is, he has the talent, but it doesn't look like he actually like cares about basketball. He's just like having fun out there. Carson Edwards is the worst player in the NBA. No, he's not. Um, Jeff Teague. I mean, <laughs> Jeff Teague, what is he going to, he's just going to hit like hitting a floater off the pick and roll. We just don't, especially this season is the season where you need to have depth more than any other. And I'm worried if anyone goes out for any length of time that it's going to crater the season. Like, I'm so mad that we didn't just sign a body like, like GR three or each one more or somebody at the deadline. So
1: I think those are think all, I think those are all valid yeah. concerns. And honestly, I think what is, can you give me in five seconds, Kemba's injury update? Cause that is that definitely is a concern that I don't know if I factor I don't know if I factored enough into my
0: prediction. He had this knee injection thing that's supposed to give life to his knee. He has like a dead knee thing, and so it's still
1: the same thing that he had in the
0: bubble. Yeah. What do you mean a dead yeah. knee? It, it doesn't make sense to me. There's another player that's had it in the past few years, um, but it, it's it's not looking good. So it's not like a meniscus, it's not an ACL. No. It's like. Hold on, I'll I'll look it up. I don't but- I don't.
1: That's a fair concern, right? Because to your point, the, the the counter argument to the Celtics is they just losing Hayward. They just don't have enough depth, and especially if if Kemba goes down, then yeah, I would. And I guess I need to take into his intrigue concern. That's that's a good thing. But my my point for putting him second is I think uh, I, Jason Tatum. I think is ready to be, is already an MVP like type of, of candidate. But I think. Man, I just think he's so good. I think he's ready to bring it up. And I, I know you don't have that many bodies on the wings, but like mm-hmm. outside of Kawhi and Paul George, is there a better wing starting duo in the league outside of Jalen Brown and and Jason Tatum?
0: I, right. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not worried about them. And I think Tatum definitely could make it. Like I think we could see twenty-eight, eight, and five. I think they, are especially in the playmaking, I think there could be a little jump. I, I just think,
1: yeah. I mean, I think there's a jump there, but I, I. I guess I think Tristan Thompson is just like exactly what you guys needed,
0: and maybe I'm basing it too I think much. In the, I think in the playoffs, yeah, well,
1: that's my point. I watched the playoffs and watched the Raptors, or sorry, watched them battle the Heat and the Raptors. And you guys, you guys needed some, a center who could be like who could just grab rebounds well, to be a help defender.
0: People say they specifically got him to defend Bam.
1: Yes, he's exactly mm. what you need, and because he's like your antidote to Bam, right? Because Bam was your kryptonite in that series. Mm -hmm. he's he's the reason why you lost and i think you guys are in the nba finals this in the bubble if you had tristan thompson on your team and you know watching that series a lot of it was tatum and brown and marcus smart right those three guys and and a little bit of kemba well
0: well, if we had kemba full strength i I think they're in the nba finals too yeah probably so i guess oh by the way he he had he had a stem cell injection in his knee
1: yeah but i i know what stem cell is but what's the injury don't know so it's, it's, it's a mysterious it just, dead knee. That's okay. I mean, that, that causes me concern. Cause if there's not like a diagnosis, I mean, yeah, that's just, just, weird.
0: A, just a chronically sore knee. Yeah. That's not good. That's not anyway. Hey, it, how, how have we not talked about Peyton Pritchard yet though? It,
1: it reminds me of
0: Brandon Roy's <laughs>
1: knee injury. Just like, bone Ex- to bone. Yeah. but yeah, I mean, Peyton might honestly get minutes this year, right? Oh, he for sure will get minutes. Um, especially, especially with Kenda, Kemba being out probably at the start, but even without and- that.
0: Yeah, and I'm gonna jump into one of my takes right here, which I think would open up more minutes for Pritchard. But I think that this could so Danny Ainge is notorious for not really making moves midseason. If you look back at the at the past decade, he like he uh, he acquired Rasheed Wallace, but I think other than that, oh gosh, am I forgetting something? I might regret this later. But he doesn't really make big moves in the middle of the season. He just kind of lets things play out. But we have this big trade exception. And I think the Celtics are going to start off the season, it's going to be clear they're closer to the seventh or eighth seed than the top two. And I think he's going to pull the trigger on someone and he's going to use Marcus Smart's salary.
1: Wow. Smart is like yeah. adored by Boston fans. He's like a cult favorite.
0: He's a little polarizing, but yeah, I'd say the majority absolutely love him. He, he has a lot of iconic moments, but he is the one matching salary that we have. And his skill set is... A little bit duplicated. I mean, it would be a really big loss, and I have a few names written down for people that they could acquire. But now that I'm saying this, these these names don't sound good enough. I have Oladipo and Aaron Gordon oh, written down, but I don't. Aaron Gordon oh, Gord is not the guy. If you flip him for Smart, he's not what pushes you over the edge. I just think Marcus Smart is going to be so overextended on offense this year to start off the first couple of months because he's going to start right. He's I, um, right now is, I think they should start Jeff Teague, but he, I think he's going to shoot like sub 35% possibly from the field. It's not, yeah, man, I that, just, that might be drastic, but he, he has it, some pretty severe drought sometimes. Cause I, I'm probably taking, like, I'm,
1: I'm probably just only thinking of their Miami series and their Raptors series, right? Cause those were like two of the best series in the playoffs this year. The Raptors series mm-hmm. was crazy, right? So I watched every single game, watched a lot of Celtics ball. And Marcus Smart is just so fun to watch, man. The intangibles, I just kind of fell in love with them. And in my mind, I'm like, they would have made the NBA, they would have made the finals last year with a healthy Kemba and Tristan Thompson. I think yeah. like you would have made it if you had him instead of or backing up or helping with Daniel Tice. So in my mind, I'm like, Kemba, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, and Tristan Thompson and Daniel Tice switching off, like, that is that is a uh, that's the number two starting five team with the, like in the in the Eastern Conference, but I mean it's the same yeah. thing. It's the same thing with the Bucks, right? It, they feel like both those teams lost some depth, whereas you know there's other teams where it's the opposite, where you felt like they gained some, oh, yeah. like like the Lakers even gained more depth, the Clippers gained more depth, the Blazers gained more yeah. depth, but the Celtics and the Bucks lost it. So I I think it's totally fair to think that. Well, Kemba's especially neat. In,
0: especially this season thing.
1: Yeah, with COVID, yeah. making breaking it. So I'm I'm with you there. But I I also think just you as a fan, you fans sometimes tend to be like less optimistic to pr- prep themselves for the worst, right? Because you don't want to be disappointed. That's,
0: yeah, so, <laughs> that's totally what's happening.
1: Yeah, like don't don't sell your guys short for your like top six guys. Like it's an incredible team.
0: Yeah, I'm not downing them. It's just it's sad how much better I'd feel about the team if we had Glenn Robinson the third or just anybody like that, that coming but, up the bench. But that, but maybe Danny. But yeah, the Bla- the Blazers have had situations like that in years past. <laughs> yeah, we literally started Mario
1: Zonia and Wenyan Gabriel and the in the Wings in the playoffs this year. So I, I, yeah. I maybe I'm I'm not I'm not empathetic enough to your situation because hey. I'm like you don't even have it bad, but.
0: Yeah, I'm happy to be wrong about this. I just feel like there's going to be some angst in the early goings of the season. That Marcus Smart might take take the brunt of it a little bit. I think they might turn on him. But yeah, okay. Should we move on to, I also had, you had Sixers third, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I also have Sixers third. And I have a big take about them. Did you want to talk about them more first?
1: Not really. Just except it just feels like that they had this weird team with Al Horford and no shooting. And in like 24 hours, Daryl Morley gets there and like completely changes it and adds elite shooting. So it's just, it's just kind of fun to see how someone in the front office, like truly the front office and their vision and just how they their relationships with other teams can really make a, bis- a big difference in roster construction. Because I there's no way Elton Brand does any of that by himself. Yeah, right. So I, I just think it's it's just fascinating. That's all I had to really say.
0: Yeah, I'm going to combine a couple of takes because I'm going to tell you right now, I have the Nets number two and the Sixers three. Mm-hmm. And both of these work together because I think that the Nets experiment is going to work. And I think it's going to... I don't know. They just have so many options. And I the, i do worry a little bit about the defense, but they have so many guys that can make plays. And Kyrie and KD are some of the best play finishers. Yeah. And DeAndre and DeAndre and Jared Allen. They're... I. I think they're gonna overwhelm some people with the just the sheer talent that they have on offense. But so I, I think they're gonna get off to a really good start. Meanwhile, the Sixers, on the other hand, I, I think their offense is gonna struggle because I'm looking at their roster, and we've gone through this before in seasons with Ben Simmons. He's not a very good pick and roll operator. If you look at their roster, like some of the guy like they exchanged Josh Richardson for uh Seth Curry, they have Danny Green in their starting lineup who is one of the least, or I should say the most inept ball handling wings in the NBA. Yeah. And Seth Curry is not really threatening you handling the ball. They just don't have a lot of guys that create plays. And even the the guards that bring off the bench, like Shake Milton, he's not a pick and roll player. He is a really good shooter, by the way, though. But I just don't, I think, well, they, they have Embiid post-ups, they have Simmons in transition, but all their half court stuff is just guys coming off screens or Embiid post-ups. And, I think okay, so this is a long way of building up. I think this is the Harden destination. I think the Simmons for Harden goes down, and that catapults them into the third seed. When it, after it happens midway through, I think they instantly transform into a juggernaut.
1: I mean, Harden, Harden the 76ers, makes so much sense. It especially if they're willing yeah. to give up the picks package. He's like the perfect player for Joel Embiid. But I, I everything you're saying, it yeah, I, I it makes sense. I just. Um, <sighs> you're not buying it. So, well, I, I, I think you're. I think Simmons. I think you got to give Simmons a chance with more shooting out there. Like I, I just, I think I, I'm excited to see what he does with the pick and roll with Seth Curry and and Green and Milton turning more into a shooter. I'm just, I'm, I'm still, I'm still, my player assessment of Simmons isn't done yet. I still think he can transform a little bit. That's all I have to say. Yeah,
0: yeah, they'll give him a chance. I'm just saying it might not go so well.
1: Yeah, I'll be interesting I, I, to
0: see. But I don't the the Nets like if if they come out terrorizing the league like I think they might if Kyrie and Katie can stay healthy I don't think they want Harden they might I mean I, what's their relationship with Harden I know Katie and Harden are really good friends as Kyrie well I don't, like they might say they want to play with him but I I don't think they actually do like Katie he knows what happened to his legacy when he got the title with with the Warriors like nothing happened you don't you don't really get respect if you win a championship on a super super team. So I don't. I think he wants Harden to kind of stay away and see what he can do with just him and Kyrie. Well, I don't think Sean Marks. Whenever I heard the Nets stuff, I wish I I never
1: bought it. Like I'm sure they've talked about it. I maybe Harden wishes it, but I never bought it having that much serious traction because I just don't think the Nets and Sean Marks will just could just do the same trade again. The the massive trade where they have to give up six picks because it is it's a gamble, right? You're talking about like oh, the big.
0: You're- yeah, you're referring to the Billy King Ke- the
1: Yeah, I like Sean oh, Marks wasn't the GM during that time, but he's the GM now, right? And he's the one who had to work through the the rebuild of having no draft equity, just the team being in a dungeon for so long and feeling like yeah. feeling like the what eight to nine years of consequences of that, yeah, no, that such, makes sense. Such a lopsided team. And so if there's any team in the league who doesn't would not do that type of trade again and realizes how big of a risk it is, it yeah. it would be the it would be the net. So I just don't even think they do it. I think they got Katie, they got Kyrie, like they have tons of playmakers. They they have Karis LeVert, Joe Harris. Like if they have the offensive to to your point, they have the firepower on there to make it work if everyone stays healthy. So I, I'm with you. The the Sixers are the destination for Harden.
0: Okay, okay, we're in agreement there. All right, uh, number four, you had Heat. I, had I don't. Heat. Yeah, I have them at number six. Wow. Okay, so Can we I, disagree
1: on the top five of the East, then.
0: Yeah, I have the Raps at number four. Oh, uh, oh, yeah, that's where we really disagree. I, I I, I trust the Raps, and I, I don't, I don't think Coach Nurse sacrifices regular season wins. The only thing that makes me a little hesitant on this is they're playing in Florida, Florida, right? Tampa Bay, yeah, yeah. So, so what, what kind of psychological impact does that, does that have on on the Raptors? If any, well, can you that, assess
1: that? Not really, but I I factored it into my decision. Like they can't be home; they can't ever go home to their house. They're essentially living in a hotel or an, an Airbnb
0: the entire season. That's nuts. This is an underreported story.
1: Yeah, they literally like, can't. <laughs> they can't go home.
0: Well, probably a lot of them are going to buy vacation kind of places there. Yeah, for a few I, months, right? I still don't think it's the same. Like, where do you like, bring your family, family for
1: Toronto, and they live in the vacation place? Like, it's just, you, you establish your home, especially for the players who have been there for a while, like Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Fleet. Like, it's just weird. It, and like, even though there won't be any fans in, even if they played in Toronto, like they're still not playing in their arena. It's not the same routine. I think all that mentally like plays a role in how you're doing it. And uh-huh. so I, I think it's a factor. Also, I love Kyle Lowry. In the playoffs, he was awesome. He's a year older. They lost... Serge and marcus soul and uh-huh. i am i mean aaron baines is fine but those are two huge those so much minutes between those two guys that are gone and i watch pascal siakam in the playoffs like be a very good player but really fumbles opportunity of being like the top tier guy who can really create when he needs to and so yeah. i'm just i'm not i am i am i know most people are like you and they're predicting the Raptors still to you know figure it out I just don't think they have the, enough talent anymore. Losing Mark and Serge, and I'm just not
0: as high on P- Pascal after that playoff series. Do you think Siakam's growth curve is already expired? Has he already plateaued? No,
1: not necessarily. But um, I don't. I mean, I don't think he'll ever reach Tatum's level. I think. I think based on what I, I think he could improve some, but I don't think he it, could ever be like the Kawhi type of, of of guy that they were hoping he would be after Kawhi left him.
0: It's just the shooting. And I agree with you. He's already—I think he's about to turn 27. He—he's never going to become a, a great shooter, or even an average shooter, really.
1: I don't even think it's just so the shooting. Right.
0: I, there's still there's still some
1: creation off the well, dribble that he struggled with. I feel like. I think if guys respected his jump
0: shot, he'd be awesome off the dribble.
1: Well, I th- I think that's part of the problem, though, is because I don't think his jump shot's ever going to get there. So he's always going to have some more trouble. I'm just—I'm not—I don't—I don't think he's. I mean, they're still a good team to make the playoffs, but I just think they lost too much with Serge and Mark leaving, all that continuity. Like, they're playing in Tampa Bay. Kyle Lowry's, what, 34, 35 now? Like, speaking about one injury away, if Kyle Lowry or Fred Fran Fleet goes down either one of them, like...
0: Yeah, you could say that about anyone, but they got a lot of mileage. I love their closing lineup when you throw the two guards, Norm Powell, OG, and Siakam. I think you're going to see Siakam at center a lot more this year. Mm, Interesting. And I, I kind of trust Coach Nurse in, in the regular season. It feels like it's it's way too prideful of a team to finish bottom half of the East. But that's just, I, that's what their track record and it could change at any time. Yeah, so. it's
1: kind of like the Spurs. Like when, when were you, when were the Spurs actually going to fall off? But I, I just, so, yeah. Okay, so we disagree there. So you okay. have, who do you have fourth then?
0: We flip-flopped. I have Raptors fourth and Celtics fifth. Okay, got it. And then I have Heat sixth. And a lot of this was me trying not to get too into the bubble because I, as I was going through this exercise, I had that like top of mind. Yeah. And the big thing with them is I don't know if they have enough personnel to play bam a lot at center, which is all they did in the bubble. Right. But I think losing Crowder was a big deal for them because I don't think Mo Harkless is good. Tell me I'm wrong on that. I I think think Mo Harkless, I, I think his confidence is shook. He's had, it's a situation where he's had too many opportunities and he knows deep down that he's failed like in golden opportunity, like with the Clippers, he should have carved out more of a role. Wait, did he fail? I don't know. It's not like he was horrible when he played with them. They just flipped him from our who they thought was a better player. I think he's just, he's still the same player that he, he was five years ago. Okay. I mean, I have a
1: soft spot in my heart for Mo because of him being, you know, the only semi-competent wing on the Blazers for a decade, it felt like. But, He's consistently he has a better 3-point uh, shooting percentage than Jay Crowder does. Like just th- there there's that in it's of itself. So
0: you could argue that they it's, it's an upgrade on shooting. It's just the willingness to cast that he doesn't have. That Jay Crowder is not shy about casting. Yeah, but it, could that could that is not necessarily
1: a bad thing? I mean, sometimes you felt like Jay Crowder was casting You're like, "Come on, dude." That that's, that's not true. When, that's not when you could <laughs> that's not when you should be cat. like is is it just more is it just more shots for Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero now and Mo's better has a 2% higher shooting percentage on the wide open kickout threes
0: like i, I, think, I don't know i don't think people are going to guard mo if if they in their small ball lineup unless do they have another option there the other thing is i don't think dragic is going to play as much and he was a huge factor for them in the bubble and i think they're going to get a lot more kendrick nun minutes who i don't think is good i don't know what your kendrick nun thoughts are but well, i don't think he's bad I mean, he put... Yeah. I think he's not good.
1: So <laughs> so you're, you're, the, a lot of your theory is based on that they were just in the bubble and because they didn't have to travel or anything, they could play more minutes to some people. And it was just a condensed I think,
0: season. I think they're going to be a lot more like they were in the regular season last year when they were hovering, hovering around the fifth, sixth seed range. But I the, the thing is, I think those top five teams that I mentioned, it's not like sixth seed means that they're on... I don't know, like a 45-win pace um, like it might have in in other years. Actually, wait, 45-win pace? What I'm trying to say is I think they're still going to have a decent season, but I think the top five are a little bit better, if that makes sense. Yeah, this
1: is where we. I think our biggest disagreement is on the Raptors because I'm with you that there's a a drop-off between the top five and the East, but I have the Heat in that top five and you have the Raptors, which is interesting. That's an interesting storyline and thread to follow throughout the season, but. I don't know, man. Like they just—they so the, the, just made the playoffs with Tyler Hero finals with a freaking rookie. Like, think about how much he could improve. And I—I I just I—I I have a I love watching Bam play. So.
0: Yeah, I'm a known Tyler Hero hater. The yeah, I know there's some bias going into this projection because how much you hate him. Shoot, there's just a lot of bias. The I I think Jimmy's on the downside too, and I'm I don't think he's taking it as seriously in the regular season that that's just all the things combined that i have that okay i'm i'm trying to basically i'm trying to go against the grain a little bit with all the people that just remember the bubble trying I, to poke some holes in that
1: oh i feel that that's why i put the raptors 6 you know you know espn 530 has the nets 6 in the
0: conference that's right i i did see that so it's hey i'm not concerned it's probably just they they project their defense to be awful yes yes
1: that is correct all right. So okay. I then okay, well, I have I have the Pacers. So do we agree on 7-8 Pacers Hawks? We agreed
0: on all of them except for we flip-flop 12 and 13. Oh, which is kind of minute, so, right? Who's going to be better yeah. the Cavs or Bulls? All right, get, give me a Pacers thought. Um,
1: I just think it's they didn't really change much, right? Did they change mm-hmm. at all? Did did anything happen to them in the off season? I'm
0: honestly trying to remember. No, they had this mysterious TJ Warren injury, but he's apparently good to go for the season opener. So they pretty much bring back everyone, and Oladipo should be better. Yeah. So why are we not putting them higher? Or did you think about
1: putting them higher? I honestly thought about putting the Pacers 6th and the Raptors 7th, to be honest. Like, I'm just, I'm lower on the Raps, but... Well, I, it, why don't you do it? Go on the record. <laughs> well, fine. Don't pressure me into this. But my point being is that they're a solid team and not putting them higher, but I think everyone agree in terms of, like, Every team that we've mentioned to, like the the Nets, Heat, 76ers, Celtics, and Bucks, you feel like they have more superstar talent than the Pacers do. But oh Pacers, no, doubt the Pacers are just like they're like the the perfect like solid basketball team. Like so many good players when they work together, it's fun to watch. Like Brogdon and Sabonis, Justin Holiday, T.J. Warren, just like all good smart <laughs> basketball players. But oh, no, Justin, Justin Holiday
0: getting mentioned third. I love Justin Holiday. <laughs> I didn't realize how bad Brogdon was at the end of last year. You're talking about in the bubble? No, before the bubble. I was going to say, he played well in the bubble, right? Yeah, before the bubble, he was really bad. But hopefully, <laughs> I don't think he's meant to be the lead ball handler for an entire season, which is why they need Oladipo to come back. But if TJ Warren can continue the the revelation... Yeah, he was kind of crazy. That, ...that happened in Florida, then this might cuz I haven't heard anyone really putting them above 7th is the thing. No. Are they just getting overlooked in general?
1: Everyone has the 7th ESPN 538 and the Athletic. I think all had them um, 7.
0: I look at the Pacers versus Celtics and I like the Pacers roster more unless Kemba can can come back. Really?
1: Well, Everybody okay, I, you're based on I, I'm when you this revelation about Kemba's knee, honestly, like, cause I, I didn't, I wasn't following much on his injury. I just go on the fantasy thing and it says he's day to day. And oh, gotcha. so, but that makes me really worried. This mysterious knee injury when he's going to stem cell, like it doesn't seem like he has a clear like recovery date or recovery goal. And I'm with you. If Kemba's not the same guy and you're having to pay, play Peyton Pritchard 30 minutes a night, then yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. with you. Concern about the, the Celtics. So,
0: <laughs> Oh man um okay let's talk about the hawks man they should have a lot of players they just signed so many players they got too many cooks in the kitchen i kind of want to move them down below the hornets but i can't because they have too many guys that are proven
1: i mean it's it's hard when gallinari and uh bogdanovich are just both proven like i don't want to say elite shooters but like just nba shot makers right like those are two really good score making additions
0: Bogdanovich is just a killer. He just feels like a guy that's ready for the moment. He's so good, yeah. And I, I, the so, how do you rank the three young guys? How do you rank Hunter, Reddish, and Herder if you had to pick?
1: Uh, I'd probably rate them: Herder, Reddish, Hunter.
0: Just because Herder's the best shooter,
1: probably. And I, um, but I mainly because I just I was on record on draft night thinking that the Hawks just totally overreached for DeAndre Hunter. So maybe I'm still a little biased there because that just felt like a head-scratching
0: move to me. He gets so overlooked now. Do you ever hear anybody even mention him? No. You, like,
1: well, you forget <laughs> he's on there. You forget, he, what was he, the number three pick? Four. He was number four pick, and you even, you forget he's on their roster because all they talk about is Herder, Reddish, and then they sign Bogdan, and you forget like he's even going to play. So I don't even know what to expect about from him
0: so i think they're gonna need both of those guys though reddish and hunter because they're by far the most versatile defenders that they have on the team yeah that's true i just think and once again i'm not like obviously i'm not an nba player but it feels like if i'm on this roster and they probably have much more of an alpha mentality than me but i feel like i'd be struggling to find a rhythm and i'd always feel like i'd be auditioning for minutes and because there's like three or four other guys that whatever position that are vying for more minutes like their their situation in the front court especially when onyeka kongu comes back which i really liked him in the draft he's great when he comes back like how do they find minutes and they have these weird situations with the the john collins contract extension that didn't happen and it feels like he's going to be playing a little bit for stats i don't know so i mean but you're still really only talking about a nine-man
1: rotation so it's not like they have it's not crazy
0: How do they have a nine-man rotation? That means you're leaving somebody big out.
1: Uh, Am I? Trey Young, Gallinari, Bogdan, Clint Capella, John Collins, Herder, Hunter, Reddish, and Okonwu. Am I missing someone?
0: I guess you're just leaving out Chris Dunn and Rajon Rondo.
1: Yeah, I mean Chris Dunn whatever. I like he's a minimum guy. I don't think he's he's like trying to vie into their developmental plans to see how Reddish and Herter do. And then Rondo can be the 10th guy as also as like backup, you know, to Trey when they need another ball handler. So yeah, 10 man rotation. So, I mean, I it's a, just a normal rotation, right? Like most NBA teams try to have a 9 to 10 man rotation in the regular season.
0: It's just it feels like all these guys, they're not set enough in their roles that they can find a rhythm without touching the ball a lot. Like it feels like Herder, Hunter and Reddish are all still trying to find their way in the league. So, I think whichever one of those can be able to stick as a role player and I which bottom line whoever shoots the best from 3 is going to get the most minutes probably,
1: which is probably going to be Herder.
0: Probably. But I I go back to you have to play Reddish and Hunter a little bit on the wing to guard some of the the more athletic wings. They have Tony Snell and Solomon Hill like on the third fourth string on this roster I'd kill for the Celtics to have either of those guys. <laughs> All right. That, but we agree
1: that they they just they're, there's a lot of talent there. Right? I mean Bogdan.
0: Yeah. What's um what's your ceiling for this team and your basement? Oh,
1: ceiling? I I don't think I really I don't think they jump into the top 6 of the East. So I'd probably I'd probably say 7. Like I just don't see them getting past the Bucks, Celtics, Sixers, Heat, Nets, probably Raptors. So, but ceiling, I don't think they go any lower than I think they make the play-in game. Man, I just think there's no okay. way with all that talent that they're going lower than ten. Like they gotta be better than the Cavs, Bulls, Pistons, Knicks.
0: Yeah, yeah. So seven, seven to ten. Um, I'm wondering the the big thing is obviously going to be the defense. I could see them finishing top five. Wow. On record, doing that. Wow. And. I don't think they finished lower than ninth, even though it feels like I'm lower on them. But when I look at this, I don't think their defense is obviously Trey young is probably the worst point guard defender Mm -hmm. in the game, but
1: I mean, it's going to be, they're going to be fun team to watch. That's like a really fun team. Just they're a league pass team. I see how they unfold.
0: Yeah. Should we go the Hornets? I think I'm really excited about watching. Hey, we're
1: both higher. We're both higher on the Hornets than like most of the national
0: media we are so gordon hayward's injury right now he broke his finger whatever he's supposed to only miss one or two games i think that he's a stealth all-star candidate yes
1: he i I mean he he's not the 100 percent the same player was in utah but he's a he's an incredible nba player playing for the celtics again last year and now we can have some more ball handling stuff with him on the celtics and i just think it's a it was a great i don't know about the contract right i'm not thinking about like the the contractual side cap sheet but in terms of like just basketball this the the hornets needed a wing like him he's like a
0: perfect fit and i think a lot of people are here here's the guy i have an opinion about we'll see what you think a lot of people just seem to think that Devonte graham's season last year was a fluke no but i want to be on record as saying that with an improved roster around him especially hayward to take away some of the pressure i think that He's he's going to have the same per game stats, but I think his efficiency is going to go up. I think he's really good. I love Devontae Graham and and Terry Rogier kind of
1: sneaky had a better year than what people were expecting him to, right?
0: Yeah, he was still Terry Rogier, but but he, he's solid. He he probably is better as a sixth seventh. Yeah, man.
1: I I I am I'm I'm super high on PJ Washington. He was my one of my favorite players from two drafts ago. I just think like he's just. Such a solid big Miles Bridges. You're still kind of excited to see how he lays out and then or pans out. Wait, we're
0: excited about Miles Bridges still.
1: Yeah, I am. We're, I we're, we're excited
0: up. about the the LaMelo to Miles Bridges alley oop connection. The lobs,
1: yeah, seeing that. And obviously, they drafted LaMelo. So I just think so. I just think they have a I think they have more talent than people are giving them credit to, especially when you compare the bottom east. There's I think there's I think the Hornets are a lock for the playing game. Like, I just I don't think that they don't.
0: Oh, a lock. Okay, they, I don't think they finish
1: eleventh um, or lower.
0: Hit me with your rookie of the year projections while we're at this. Oh, while man. we mentioned Lamelo, I haven't really thought about that. So I think that a lot of these, uh, so some of these bottom dwelling teams in the in the East that we have, I think all of the rookie of the year candidates come from there. Starting with Lamelo with the Hornets. Oh yeah, and then I think I think Denny on the Wizards is going to get a lot of minutes. And oh. they're going to play up and down. And I think he could put up like 14 and eight or something. Yeah. I'm, I don't know.
1: My, my, I'm going to make it right now. My rookie pick is going to be Isaac Okoro for the Cavs.
0: I was going to mention Okoro. I was also going to mention Patrick Williams with the Bulls. Oh yeah. But I'll, I'll get more into that later. And then, uh, and then on the Pistons. Oh my gosh. I'm blinking on the, on the Pistons point guard. Killian, Killian Hayes. Yeah. Killian Hayes. Is the other one? I mean, and then o- Obi Toppin for the Knicks too. So all of these bottom dwelling East teams yep. have rookies that are going to get usage and opportunities. And then the only other one I would say would be James Wiseman. Oh, I don't think so. I was just going to say it's kind of funny how that
1: one and two pick like they're not clear cut favorites for rookie of the year. Should I- we? Ju-
0: Anthony Edwards. It's just I think he's awful. Well, what? Don't the don't the. <laughs> It, don't the T wolves have like they have
1: Jarrett Culver that they're that they already spent a high pick on that they're trying to they just signed Malik Beasley to that huge contract extension like
0: it just it felt yeah. kind of weird if you truly feel like if you truly feel like um he's not if he that he's not a trans, or that he is a transcendent talent then you're not gonna avoid him or because of somebody like Malik Beasley or Jared Culver who I think they're already souring on it's just everyone knows including, I feel like the T-Wolves, they know, and it's not like this is some new revelation since preseason started and we got to see how low his basketball IQ is and how raw he is and how he's not really the most athletic, like his athleticism doesn't really translate in a lot of ways from what I've noticed in the preseason, but I feel like everyone knows that the more that he plays for the T-Wolves, the worse they're going to be by far. That's what I hear on all these over under podcasts is, oh, it depends on how much minutes they give Anthony Edwards. <laughs> yeah. And it just seems ridiculous to me that this is the number one pick, and everyone acknowledges this as a fact that he's just not ready to be, to contribute to a good basketball team. It's a weird, it is a weird number one pick. Weird. I mean, yeah, he's primary. got it. I, I think he bears a resemblance to Anthony Bennett. I don't know what it is about him, but he just reminds me of Anthony Bennett.
1: Like, how much better would have the the T Wolves been if they just would have selected Isaac Okoro, just like someone that you felt like you, you had a better NBA skill set ready to go? I don't know. I feel much better about their team. But yeah. all right, so end of the East. Okay, we we gotta get rolling here. So, <laughs> yeah. um, we so
0: I, I, can, I can read you my my Cliff notes on the rest of the teams. Yeah, to ask?
1: I was just going to do it. So wh- this is where we differ, right? You we had, we both had Hornets 9, right?
0: Yeah. And then but you had who did you have 10th? We both have the Wiz 10th. Okay. So offense amazing. I think they're going to yep. be really fun to watch. Yep. I think I I think Russ might rest a lot is one of the reasons why I have them knocked down and also I think they're going to be the worst defense in the NBA.
1: Horrible defense, but between Westbrook Beal and Bertons and some other fun offensive players, they'll be <laughs> It'll, they're another league pass team that will be fun to watch.
0: Yeah, I like Thomas Bryan and Mo Wagner, and I like Denny. Oh, I okay. forgot
1: about Mo Wagner. Don't forget about my boy Tro, Tro, Troy Brown.
0: Troy Brown backing up the wing spots. <laughs> so that's another player I'd like the Celtics to have. Man, just anybody off the bench for to be a wing. The the Magic, I think they're going to miss DJ Augustine a little bit. And, and Isaac's that's out the <laughs> entire year. Isaac's out the entire year. So... Eventually, they have to break up the band. I think that Aaron Gordon is a trade candidate. Yes. I Because th- I think he'll put up some decent stats. But if they just signed, they signed Isaac to an extension today, You, it can't be more obvious that those two can't coexist for big salary players. They they just overlap way too much. So I think they could deal Aaron Gordon.
1: Oh, I think Aaron Gordon's gone. I, I mean, at what point, the, the Magic have given him so much run, especially with his young team, like, They're going to either trade them. I just – that's why I haven't – so I thought this was going to be my hot take, Dan, because 538, like in a lot of projections, have the magic way higher. 538 Mm -hmm. has the magic higher than the Warriors, the Grizzlies, the Wizards, and the Hornets, who we all have rated higher than the magic.
0: So I wonder how much they weigh continuity into that. but. uh, But maybe,
1: but speaking of continuity, like Augustine's gone and Isaac's out the entire season. And so just right there they didn't really do anything else they just lost two of their main rotation players and their their best young player Mo Bamba has just kind of been an absolute dud so I just I'm not buying that Vucevic and Evan Fournier are like taking me to the 8 seat or whatever I'm just they I, they've got to do something
0: They very well could but I couldn't in good conscience put them there This is a team the last few that we had mentioned were league pass hits this is a league pass avoid Oh yeah, I have no. I don't ever want to watch the Celtics play a game, like out of my own accord. Magic,
1: sorry, the Magic. Sorry, (laughs) (laughs) the Magic. I just don't think they'll be fun to watch on either side of the ball. I'm just kind of, I'm kind of over them, especially with Isaac out. Yeah.
0: Okay, so you're really low on Chicago compared to the Cavs. Not necessarily. I just, I'm, I'm super high. Doesn't really matter at this point. I'm super high on Isaac Okoro. Like, I think,
1: I know he had the ACL thing, but I think he's, I think he was like the best NBA wing prospect. Like I, I would have taken him before Patrick Williams. Wait, did he
0: go before Patrick okay. Williams? No, he went fifth.
1: Yeah, um, I, I would have taken him before Patrick. I think he's a better prospect than Anthony Edwards. I just think he's super fun, and um,
0: I, th- I think shot, he shot the ball decently in preseason.
1: Yeah, it's been fun to watch it kind of, kind of play out like that. And I don't know. I, I just think Colin Sexton and Dar- and Darius Garland for all their inefficiencies, like. They're bucket getters, and I'm just kind of I'm just kind of curious to see how they play out. Not to mention, they still have Kevin Love, who's still he's still there. So I think it's a fun team.
0: Yeah, they have a lot of bucket getters. I'm still excited for Kevin Porter Jr. Oh, yeah. coming off the bench. The it's not going to translate to winning this year. No, but not at but all. That's fine. the The Bulls, I did put above because I feel like the Bulls have more proven talent from recent years. The because like all the Cavs players, this is these bottom East teams besides the magic, they have a common theme and it's that like all of their players need the ball. Like all of those Cavs players that you mentioned, even Drummond, if he, he becomes really disinterested if he doesn't get a lot of touches, but the bulls, it's another team like that. I just think that they, I think they could improve their win total by five games. If they would switch out Lowry Markinon for Thaddeus young in the starting lineup, like the, the marketing experiment for me as a, a starting power forward in the NBA, I think is over. I think really? he's a backup five. I think he's a backup stretch five. And he could be a very positive player in that role. But the guy's shooting, like he shot 42% from the field last year. And I don't know. Give me, give me your thoughts on that.
1: Well, I think he had a better rookie season, right? In terms of shooting percentage. And I, didn't, didn't he deal with
0: a lot of injuries last year? I'm not, Let me look this up. How many games he missed? He I, he missed a few for sure.
1: I'm not I'm not over the Lowry marketing. Like he, I think he showed a lot from his rookie year that I'm still excited about. Um, but I'm with you that the Bulls between I don't know how Kobe White and Zach Levine fit together. Maybe he's anyways a lot of guys who need the ball. Yeah. But and who knows about Patrick Williams? Right? Like I know he's the draft darling, but the average nine points a game at Florida State. Like I have no idea oh. what to expect from him.
0: Hey, if you watch the YouTube videos of Patrick Williams hitting the the pickup basketball game circuit,
1: he no, looks I like the not. next
0: coming of he looks like the next coming of Michael Jordan and Kawhi. No, he doesn't. does he? do you really? <laughs> yeah, he's like tearing it up with other. There's other NBA players in there too. I I'm excited to see what he does. I'd rather have him start than Lowry. I'd rather start him and Otto Porter at the three four. That's fair. Yeah. So I mean, Lowry he can prove me wrong. He can come out an average. 19 and 9 on decent shooting but I just don't see I it. I think
1: you will. I'll be on the record about that. I'm a lowry I, believer.
0: Uh okay, Pistons. I'm just not,
1: like, I'm just like whatever about yeah. anyone who signs Mason Plumlee totally to a 40 million dollar contract or what was it?
0: It I, was it wasn't that much, was it? It
1: was at least 30 million, right? Or was it 20 was it 29? I don't know. Whatever. I, I can look that up, but Jeremy Grant to 60. The worst contract signed this offseason by far was the Detroit Pistons somehow thinking that instead of signing Christian Wood, that they needed to sign Mason Plumlee to their backup center role and spend that much. I just, I'm beyond words. So yeah.
0: Cause Christian Wood only went for like 20 million more over three years. So yeah,
1: I'm it's, inc- I don't get it. Yeah.
0: I'm, and do you have any thoughts about the Jeremy Grant signing? I just, I think he's, I think he was perfect
1: in his role in Denver. I just think his want for what he's needing to what he wanted right was more of a. I just don't think he's suited for it. I think he's going to have a downturn. He's just not going to be as efficient. He he, okay. he he needed to be the guy in Denver where he had a Murray and a Jokic. Oh my gosh, who does he have in Detroit? You know, he's thirty three year old Derek
0: Rose. I, okay, what are you, uh. End of season, where are where are Derek Rose and Blake Griffin? Do you have any thoughts about that because I'm looking for destinations for all these bloated power forward contracts like LaMarcus and Kevin Love and Blake Griffin. It's true, there's a lot of them. I don't really see super good landing spots for from teams that have salary to send back. I, I mean, it's unless the, unless the Pistons just only want like like what are you getting back
1: for Blake Griffin? You're not getting a first anymore, right?
0: No, well, the hardest part is finding the salary to, you, to match it. Yeah, I don't know, man. Because they might really have to question. pack inserts with it. Like I don't know, they could send. I'm looking through the top of of each conference in and... Orlando.
1: I mean, maybe maybe that's where Aaron Gordon goes. I don't know.
0: I don't. know. <laughs> Something like that. Maybe I I should have looked at this more. But Derek Rose is a, he could fit on a lot of on a lot of benches in the NBA, but. Yeah, Blake Griffin will be harder to find. Him. I hope that he does come back and have a good season, though. Me too. He's fun he, to watch when he's healthy. I'm rooting for wait, him. Wait, did, did you get him in fantasy? Now that I think about it,
1: no, I did last year. I spent a high pick on him, and he oh, he, he, he ruined me. So, what, an interesting point about fantasy is they. So many of the fantasy projections had Anthony Edwards as like a top like 150, 175 player to, to draft your team. I'm like,
0: you've got to be no kidding way. me. Okay. Yeah,
1: give me a break. But. All right, so then we all we both have the Knicks last, right?
0: Yeah, Knicks worst team in the NBA for me.
1: Yeah, I mean, it will be fun to see how yeah. Obi Toppin does offensively. That's really literally the only thing that I care about from the Knicks is what type
0: of player does he turn into. There's nothing else that interests me. So RJ Barrett, I want to go on the record. I'm not totally out on RJ Barrett. I think he's fine, but he's looked he's looked a little better in preseason to me, and his and even though his three point stroke hasn't come around. He's, his craft, he's added a few counter moves that I've noticed, and he's been finishing well inside the arc. So I'm I'm not out on RJ. Is he
1: still going to shoot 65% from the free throw line?
0: No, he could jump it up to maybe a 68.
1: Dang, breaking news. OKC just released our our boy, Frank Jackson. Why? Dang, that's sad. Hey, Dan, there you go. Celtics could use Frank Jackson.
0: Yeah, we need a little bit more size, though. (laughs) (laughs) We need... That's interesting. Okay. Breaking news on the Tayshawn's Muscles pod. What are we at? Okay. We got about 30 minutes left and we got to cover the West and any other odds and ends. Do you, we can make that, right? Yeah, let's do it. Let's hop in the West. Right. Okay, you reveal first. Boom. I All right. West end of season standings. Number one, Clippers. Number two, Jazz. Wow. Number three, Lakers. Number four, Blazers. Number five, Suns. Number six, Nuggets. Number seven, Mavs. Number eight, Warriors. Nine, Rockets. Ten, Spurs. Eleven, Grizz. Twelve, Pels. Thirteen, Kings. Fourteen, Wolves. Fifteen, Thunder. Wow.
1: We got wow, a lot of disagreements? Wow wow. wow, wow, wow. Yeah, I don't really know. Okay, where, do we, where uh, not, do we start? Not like a ton of disagreements. I think our biggest is the Mavs and the Jazz is do you have them flip-flop then? I have the Jess I have the Jess sixth. Okay. I have the Jess 6th. Um I have the Mavericks fourth. So we we both have the Nuggets fifth though, which is interesting. We're lower on the Nuggets than like
0: a lot of the national media is. I am lower on the Nuggets. Uh, Let's start off with the number one first. Where do you have... So I have Clippers one.
1: I'm assuming you have Lakers third just because you think they're not going to take the regular season as serious. And LeBron's going to coach some Knights and all that different type of stuff.
0: A lot of this, I have a a narrative built into a lot of these picks, I'm realizing, going through my reasoning in my head. Okay. So starting with the Clippers, I think they're going to come out with a huge chip on their shoulder. And I feel like whatever your last impression of a team was, it's not possible have a worse last impression than you did game seven versus the nuggets last year in the bubble and would you agree on that Uh, no
1: because i think i just don't have a good i don't know (laughs) like are you saying the worst perception ever
0: out of any team i mean i I just think that a lot of people that are being negative about the clippers are forgetting what they did before the bubble and they're saying yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't explain it well. Whatever, but they acquired Marcus Morris halfway through the season, and I think that Serge Ibaka is an upgrade over Harold. Yep. And like, like I said, I, I think they're just going to come out with a chip on their shoulder. I think they're going to value the regular season. I think uh, Paul George especially is going to have a really good season, which is why I picked him up in fantasy. <laughs> oh, uh, what else? Obviously, Kawhi is going to be resting a little bit, but. Luke, they have some other guys that Luke Kennard's like sneaky yeah, upgrade
1: too in terms of like more shooting.
0: Yeah, big time upgrade. I feel good about Reggie Jackson coming off the bench there. I think he's really slid into that role well. Uh, they lost Jamichael Green. It's Who whatever. They,
1: I I'm with you. I have the Clippers. So I have Lakers one, Clippers two, and I could easily see the Lakers drop into two just because LeBron's taking time off. AD plays 26 minutes a game. All the different type of stuff total reality
0: minutes a game i don't
1: know like no I'm, I'm not saying every game I'm not saying his season average but there's just some games where they 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 lower his minutes or something like that but for for all the depth of the clippers added i think the lakers did too like i think dennis Schroeder's an upgrade like kuzma coming back marcus soul's a big upgrade in terms of like their backup centers i don't know if big upgrades the right word but um I think they're they may be even better suited to like have LeBron have a couple off nights or or not play as many minutes or have minute restrictions but um they I clearly think they're the most talented team in the West just bringing it back and got upgrades but I'm with you that I think people are not realizing like the bubble is weird and everything but Kawhi is still a top 3 player in the NBA especially in the playoffs and they upgrade they they got their their offseason was an upgrade in terms of Serge Ibaka so I Lakers Clippers are my one too.
0: Okay, my thing about the Lakers the with the exception of Schroeder and Harrell a little bit, I don't think that any of those players has really accomplished. And so you mentioned all of those peripheral players, and I think the only thing that matters with the Lakers is just LeBron. Still, I think that's totally his team, and I'm factoring AD into that too. I don't think AD's accomplished really anything without LeBron either. Huh. So a lot of What's going to dictate that team's performance, I think, is going to be the tone that LeBron sets. And I don't, I don't, I, last year he was all about establishing the culture, building guys up, setting the example. I think he coasts a lot more this year.
1: Kind of, kind of like those last Cavs seasons, you know, when he was like the four seed or something. Uh huh. You remember that? And then they, you know, they obviously still made it to the finals. Yeah, I could totally see that. I guess, I guess I'm still, yeah. You're making me reconsider because these are regular season standings. Like I clear I I think the Lakers are the favorite to win the West again, especially in the playoffs times with, with all the talent that they have. So
0: Yeah, um, agree. We maybe we should have talked about the East playoffs too.
1: Yeah, to kind of talk
0: about that. Because right, I had the Bucks one, but I don't necessarily think that they're gonna yeah, make I the, have uh, the finals, but we definitely gotta go on record on this. I think Sixers over the Nets in the conference finals. Wow. But keep in mind keep in mind this is Sixers with Harden. Okay. Because I think I'm still holding a grudge against Kyrie for his performance against the Bucks a, a few seasons ago. Was that two or three? Oh, man. I try to erase that from my memory, but uh, I think he's going to take on the James Harden defensive assignment and get torched. So, I, I got Sixers over Nets in the East. Man, I didn't even really think about – let me think about that. I'll yeah, yeah, you Nets. can think about it. But in the West, I do have the Lakers coming out. I think – I totally I, get what you're saying about
1: LeBron Coast and I could see that.
0: So – Uh, Number two, I had the Jazz, and you had... Oh, you already said the Clippers. Yeah, I have like... Yep. Let's talk about the Jazz. I think uh, I have continuity. Continuity is a big thing there. And they locked up their stars. Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert. Did you like the Gobert extension? I did not like it. I mean... I I did not like it at all.
1: I... You like it for the next couple seasons just for continuity, but no, like as in terms of like when you put on the the draft and NBA cap, like salary cap analyst hat, I don't like it. Like that's a lot of money to pay a center, especially when he's going to be, you know, going into his early thirties. So, but the Jets didn't have an option. What else, right? Do they, do they let Gobert walk? Like, what do they do? Well,
0: no, they could have offered him the same extension at the end of the season. Yeah, but that doesn't change anything really.
1: I guess the only thing that would no, change I, is if you, expect a huge de- if you just expect him to drop off a cliff
0: this year. Unless there are persistent locker room problems that we don't know about, then all it is is the new owner trying to send a message that he believes in the core and that he's willing to spend. I, I think it's just the new owner flexing right now. Well, they didn't.
1: I mean, it's not like they spent any more money signing Gobert the contract extension right now than they would have at the end of the season, right? Yeah, but... so they, 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 Nothing changed. They had no option. Unless you think he's going to fall off a cliff in one season,
0: yeah, and you never know if something like that could happen. Yeah, that's fair. that I guess that's true, but it'll it'll be good. I, th- I think it will be good for this season though, because they get to ignore yeah. those distractions now. They have. I feel like all of their players have a very defined role, which is something that I, I like about the Jazz. I think they're an awesome regular season team on offense. Like last year, they struggled. They had a couple of major problems. Backup center was a big one. They fixed that with favors. Um, I think Jordan Clarkson shored up a lot of their issues. And Jordan Clarkson, ever since he came to the Jazz, just turned into a straight bucket. Yeah, no kidding. And yeah, so un- a barring injury, I think that they're going to have a top five offense easily. And then Gobert is going Gobert, to... With Gobert, you can't fall out of the top half of the NBA on defense. So that's why I got him at number two. I'm just... Maybe I'm just not a, I, I just – I think there's going to be
1: aggression Jordan Clarkson. I don't know. I just feel like he's going to turn yeah. more into his old player. So I, I don't know about that contract. Um, I think I, – I don't I – don't, I think Conley is what he is. I don't know what happened. But I just think he's kind of this – like a, a good player, but the trade didn't turn out to be – like I don't know. Am I wrong on that? Like mm-hmm. do, do you expect
0: uh, Conley to – Conley is what he is at, at this point. Like you said, like he's what, 15 and seven, maybe 15 yeah. and six. Anyway, his defense, his defense has fallen as he goes into his thirties. He's an average starting point guard, I guess. Maybe, maybe bottom half. I don't know. What do you think? He's probably still a little bit above average, but
1: yeah. I guess my point is that. So I have the Jets sixth, and I still think they're a solid team. But I just, I don't, I don't, I'm just, I'm not buying into this. And once again, I'm kind of mixing right because I put the Bucks one, even though I don't think they're going to make it out of the. I don't think they're going to make it out of the East but I flipped it over here in the west part of the reason why I put the jazz 6 is cuz truly I don't like I don't know if they're going to like have the talent to be like a uh, uh, in the playoff. I guess it's more of the playoffs where I think they're going to the playoffs cuz I don't think I don't think Gobert and Donovan and their team have enough superstar talent to like really take them to the Western Conference
0: finals you putting them as a 2 okay. seed so okay. we should note that um what well, what was I going to say we should know I forgot what I was going to say keep going uh, that's
1: basically it i so for this particular reason why i put the jet six i think a lot of it is is because like i just i don't i don't know if i buy them getting out of the first round or anything more than that and okay. so and a lot of that has to do with it's just tough i'm just and i just i really don't I, I don't know about clarkson man i don't know about clarkson he had an amazing bubble in the trade-off season but oh, he's
0: the x factor
1: yeah he's the x factor because he's really what turned him into that made that offense really click there as that other bucket getter but i'm worried about his efficiency the dude doesn't pass he's always looking for the bucket so oh, no
0: he, does not he never
1: pass. passes it's so,
0: so i'm a little bit low on him yeah. but uh, what I was gonna say is that finishing top six in the West, because it's such a gauntlet, that yeah. is an accomplishment in totally. itself.
1: So it's not I don't think it's an indictment by me saying that putting the Jazz thick I think they're a great team. So but okay. a lot of a lot of that once again goes to, to their what I feel about them in the playoffs. But so who do you have third again? I had Lakers third. Okay. So this and makes I'd, sense, I'd, right? Yeah. We I already talked Blazers about
0: that. Fourth. Okay. I had Blazers fourth.
1: I have Blazers third. And I'm a homer. This is a homer pick. I totally get it. And they're pre, honestly, their preseason defenses that made me a little worried just about how much the nuggets tore them up. But once again, they've had this new, this new roster construction literally has had like seven practices together. Like that's it. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm like, I'm a little worried, but like give the guys a little bit of chance. Right. Cause Shortened, okay. shortened off season. No, like getting together, like during the summer for workouts. None
0: of that type of stuff. So, hey, I'm blanking. Who's the Blazers' backup center? Uh Are you being sarcastic? Oh, is it Harry Giles? Oh, no. <laughs>
1: you're. It's You gave us Ennis Cantor.
0: Oh, Ennis Canter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you guys traded. It's Canter. It, it might be Harry Giles though, because Giles has played insane in the preseason. Oh.
0: Or Zach Collins could slide up. Yeah, he, there's there's
1: a lot of things to be optimistic about. I mean, obviously, everyone knows the Blazers are my team, so I'll do my little pitch here. Like Dame, Dame somehow seems to find a new to add a new trick to his bag every season, and I just like he's clearly an elite top top seven or top ten player in the NBA. He's just great. Um, um, I think literally we made we were in the playoffs last year against the Lakers starting Mario Hazonia, Wenyan Gabriel, and Carl, Carmelo Anthony as like our starting wing players. <laughs> that is nuts, Dan, when you think about it. Like when you say that, yeah. like that is absolutely insane. And so when you think about that, you know, we won one game, right? And then we had no business playing in the rest of the games, right? They slaughtered us. <laughs> but just the fact that this is a complete roster transformation. Like Derek yeah. Jones Jr., Robert Covington, and Rodney Hood coming back from coming back from the injury is is a complete transformation of what we have on the wing. And I think this mm-hmm. allows Melo to do the role which is better suited for him, which is just like off-the-bench, 20-minute type of guy, just go get buckets against the second unit. Like you don't want Melo starting as your starting wing in the playoffs playing 36 no. minutes a
0: game. And so – you get, you get a full season of Nurk NERC too.
1: Nurk's people – I think people are discounting like – Nurk coming back in the bubble like this first time playing basketball in 18 months like just like getting his health back and everything like he 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 looked good but he still had some rust like so I'm, I'm banking on the because like the Blazers when they had Nurk Aminu Mo you know Dame CJ that was their core you no know, they they mm-hmm. were they got the three seed and obviously yeah, the West is different I- now with the Lakers and Clippers and everything like it's it and the Mavericks are, are a different team right
0: but I'm I'm just, I'm I'm banking on all that. So that's my Blazers pitch. So I was under the, now that was a good pitch, Trev, even though I was with you the whole time, but maybe some some that weren't got convinced as you went through. I was under the impression for some reason that CJ took a little bit of a dip last year, but I looked at the stats and it was very minor and his usage was a lot higher last year, but I, his his advanced stats didn't drop off as, as much as I thought they did.
1: Yeah, he, so, he started the season really slow and then Dame... That's right. Dame had that foot injury where he was out for I don't know nine or ten games, and it got CJ into a rhythm, and he kind of stayed in that rhythm in the bubble and in the playoffs. And um, he did play in the playoffs too with a broken back, like he had a crack in his mm-hmm. back. So, like, and I'm I'm buying CJ. Like, I just I think I think I I, I don't know what Hood's going to be like from the Achilles hill right coming back too. But everyone's talking about Robert Coving, Co- uh, Covington and Derek Jones Jr., which I think are great additions, but Rodney hood was like incredible. I don't want to say, but like really good for us in the playoffs, right? When we went to the mm. Western conference finals. And yeah, so I I think all of that plays a role in CJ too, where just him and him and Dame can have less pressure off of them. And, and I think Nurk hopefully is going to play a little more playmaking role. I'm really curious to see how Zach Collins comes back. Like, like one, one of Zach Collins or Ennis Cantor, I think is like eventually going to basically get out of the rotation and so it's going to be interesting to see who my, my point being is that the Blazers have so much more healthy infusion of talent than they had last year. Right. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah, they have a, a lot more potential lineups they can play. Way like they, have some, they have some fun lineups they could play if they want to throw, uh, like basically what they did in the playoffs when they played Gary Trent at the my three. Gosh,
1: I forgot. I haven't even said Gary Trent yet. Right. Like no. his emergence from the bubble. So just, we basically have four new wings this season than going in the last season. Like last year, we had Kent yeah. more Anthony Tolliver, and Mario Hazonia. Now we have Covington, Derek Jones Jr., Rodney Hood, and Gary Trent, who are all – you, you yeah. have way more positive. So
0: I'm, I'm excited. I, I hate to end on a bad note, but only if only if Anthony Simons would have lived up to the hype, to the yeah. – who was it the owner or the GM? Was it
1: – No, it was Neil. Neil Olshay. So yeah, it was
0: Neil. One. Ah, and he's
1: the most talented yeah, if you player he's ever drafted. And I bought into the hype, man. I was like, Yes, we don't need Seth Curry. Sons is gonna come in and average twelve <laughs> points a game. And he was like, hey, there's there's time. Yeah, I mean the dude was twenty. And he uh-huh. so there's time. That is that is the glaring weakness spot for the Blazers, right? Is they need a they need a legit backup point guard. But you can take care of that from the waiver wires or trade deadline if you really need that at the end of the season. So
0: Okay, we gotta get through the rest of these. Uh do you have I have Sons at fifth. Where do you have Sons? I have Sons seventh. Okay. I have Suns fifth because I I just compare the rosters that the Thunder had last year compared to this Suns roster, and I like the Suns roster more. And I believe in Chris Paul there. The only downside I see, I'm not going to go through every individual player because there are a lot that I do like here. I don't get why they signed Damian Jones to the backup center. I think that's low-key one of the worst signings of the offseason because there were so many better centers out there. They could have gotten like, I don't know why JaVale McGee just popped into my head. Just anybody or like that. New
1: Orleans Noel well or something.
0: Yeah. They so Damian Jones, I I don't like that, but I think they're gonna play Sharich a lot at backup center anyway. And yeah, what what do you think about the Suns? Obviously, you have them in the playoffs. Who who replaces Ubre likes minutes? Because he was big for them. Well, it's gonna be Bridges and Cameron Johnson. Johnson.
1: Yeah, but they were already playing. So do you think they just both of them just play more and they soak up all of Ubrey's minutes?
0: But Ubrey didn't play in the bubble, so they already that yeah. was their rotation in the bubble.
1: You're right. I mean, I I have this under the Suns in the playoffs, so I think they're making some of a jump. But I, um, uh, a lot of it, I I think a lot of it depends. Like everyone's talking about Chris Paul. I think a lot of it depends how good uh, Chris Paul makes DeAndre Ayton in terms of a different right. figure and so that's that's the I'm not as really interested as much as the Devin Booker Chris Paul thing because Booker's like already established like the dude's a baller but what does Chris Paul do for Aiton and how and how much does Aiton turn into like an offensive monster but they're gonna be fun to watch um yeah I just I don't know if I I mean the bubble's weird man the bubble is just weird yeah. I'm not I, buying the, i might not, be buying too much I'm I'm not buying the entire like 13-0 bubble thing like Bridges and Johnson are good like they're really good but I, I don't think they're just proven elite wings yet. So I, I think it very could be that they make the playoffs as like a seven, eight seed and like Booker's amazing and Chris Paul's good, but Bridges and Johnson dragged a little bit in terms of a 72 game season with traveling and stuff. But it'll, I mean, they mm-hmm. definitely, they definitely got some guys for once and playoffs should be their expectation.
0: Yeah, it should be. Uh, let's talk nugs who we were both a little bit low on. I think I just had nugs fatigue when I was, when I was filling this out and I guess I was getting a little tired of the Jamal Murray hype. And Michael Porter Jr as much as I like him I I can't trust him yet over the length of an entire season. I'd rather have Jeremy Grant over the course of a whole season. And I don't know if there's going to be any issues with um with like touches. I I don't I think I might just be making that up honestly. There didn't seem to be any issues with that, but I there are injury concerns here that I also have for the team and I don't think they're as deep as you might think that they are. I, I think they're True. super thin,
1: right? I mean, that's yeah. that's one of the main reasons I had the I had the Nuggets lower than most people is, you know, now that I'm actually looking at this, I honestly might make a, a switch and put the the Jazz fifth and the Nuggets sixth that we're talking through this because we went in the last season, right? And the Nuggets were like the, the glut of wing talent, right? And uh-huh. so many wing players. And now Beasley's gone, um, signed with the T-Wolves. Uh, Torrey Craig's gone and Jeremy Grant's gone. And Grant was their best wing player in the playoffs, right? Like he's better right. than Gary. He was more important than Gary Harris. And so he, he's a huge loss for them. And so now you're going into it and it's like, you're really betting, you're really banking on Michael Porter jr, which you probably can't offensively, but what about, they just took a huge step back defensively without Tory Craig and Jeremy Grant and banking on Michael Porter jr. And Jokic can't be a, an anchor of a defense and Murray is not a defensive menace. So I'm just I, I really think there's a big step back happening there.
0: Well, also, I I don't think Gary Harris can come back mentally. I think his, his shot is just broken.
1: Yeah, it, and that I was weird. building that in. Yeah, I I agree with you there. And uh, Paul Millsap is just another year. I mean, you could tell, right? He hasn't fallen off a cliff, right? But there was, you can see the decline in Paul Millsap, and so you can't count on him being like your defensive guy, like out on the wing. So I just. I mean, re Monte Morris, I think, was really good because he's solid for him. But they lost a lot of defensive talent, and you're putting a lot of stock in Michael Porton Jr. on that end. And I just, I, they'll, they're going to score a lot of buckets. So they'll make their way in the playoffs. But I just I, losing Grant was big for them. Seriously, really big. Okay, we okay.
0: There. Uh, yeah, where where'd you have the Mavs? I have Mavs fourth, man. Hey, As I'm filling this out, I realize I don't have a strong MVP pick. I get oh, it's just Giannis again, huh? Cause okay, because Luca, I think uh, odds betters or odds, whatever you call those people, they have Luca as the favorite mm-hmm. for MVP. I think that I think that's true, isn't it? Or do they? I, I be don't honest, know. Though?
1: But it, just off the top of my head, when you asked that, I I was I was going to yell uh, yell Luca as my pick.
0: So a lot of my skepticism with the Mavs is just based on how much they rely on Luca, especially with Porzingis out and. I worry, I, I hate to predict injury, but he just carries such a load night in and night out. And it just has the ball in his hands so much. And like people like James Harden, they have more of a track record doing things like that. But I just want to, I sound, I feel like I sound stupid saying this now because he did it obviously last year. But for some reason, I felt like it was a little fluky last year that he led them to the number one offense basically on his own.
1: Yeah, and it wasn't just the number one offense; in the league it was number one offense in like NBA history in terms of offensive right. efficiency. Right. So, right. I mean, that's fair. If they and we always talk about if a team loses one player, like they're over, right? But if, if the Mavs lose Luca, I think that's a bigger hit than it when if the Bucks lost Giannis. Like truly, in terms of mm-hmm. like how their team structured. So, I mean, it's fair to say that like one injury or like concern about Luca handling the load would 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 hurt mm-hmm. him, but. I mean, they're going to miss Seth's shooting, but like Josh Richardson is, I think, was sneaky underrated with the Sixers last year, and still, like, still can shoot three pointers, and it helps on their defensive side what they needed. And um, I guess, I yeah. guess, Kristaps injuries is is the biggest biggest thing to be concerned about.
0: When does he come back? Yeah, because they they don't really know, and his is a knee thing too.
1: It was a meniscus,
0: right? Which, I think so. Which is yeah. not not nearly as serious of anything
1: else. So you shouldn't you shouldn't be concerned about how he looks when he comes back, but it is a concern about how long it
0: takes for him to come back. Because he definitely impacts their ceiling. They, they, just like their whole other roster, like everything is dependent on Lucas' creation. Like Tim Hardaway Jr. Not a self creator really. Like he can do a one dribble pull up, um, maybe a strong right hand drive. Like same with Josh Richardson. He's his playmaking got a little bit exposed in Philly. Um, like he tries to put guys in jail and operate in the pick and roll, but he's kind of skinny. Then Dorian Finney Smith, just to catch and shoot, drive off, close up, close out player. I don't know. They, I it's, mean, it's, it's all just, all America. America. so that's why if they finish, if they finish near the top of the West, he's a clear MVP, especially because voters are going to have Giannis fatigue. Um, okay. Do you want to go on and talk about, I had warriors eight. Where'd you have warriors? I have Warriors 10. So, okay, we got hey, we got like five minutes. So, do you want to just hit me up with your cliff notes for I don't really know about all the rest? I mean, I had a harder time with the West
1: than I did the East. We should have started with the West first because we spent more time with them, but Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, let's see here. The okay, let me just go through cliff notes, all mine real quick, okay? Yeah, yeah, rockets eighth. I I think this is truly the biggest wild card, right? If if Harden doesn't get traded and he stays, they could be. a top five team in the West, right? Cause Harden just him alone on the court guarantees like an incredible offense. Christian, Absolutely. Christian Woods, an incredible signing. Uh, people aren't really talking about that. Like he might even be an upgrade over Robert Covington for the
0: Rockets. It feels like if they wouldn't have traded Robert Covington, they could have contended for top two in the West.
1: Yes. You talk about Covington, Christian Wood, Harden, John Wall and PJ Tucker. That's like Eric Gordon and Eric Gordon still is a six man or whatever it is. Like, I don't know how Wall and Harden are going to fit. I really don't. But, if Harden stays, like they still have, they still have a lot of talent on the team. So, but I have them eighth just because. Truly, I don't. You, you don't. You wonder where he's going to go in the playoffs, right? Sorry, where he's going to mm-hmm. get traded. So mm-hmm. I have no idea where to put the Rockets. I have none. They're they're hard for me. Uh, let's see. The Pelicans nine.
0: Not- I have them way lower. I have them twelve. <sighs>
1: As I'm looking at this, I'm wondering if I'm going to flip off the Pelicans to like ten and put the Warriors as ninth. I think I will. You just you just love Zion. I love Zion, man. I mean, if he's healthy, in the 19 games he was healthy before the bubble, right? His his efficiency and his metrics on the court were incredible. And so, I mean,
0: there's no there's no way he stays healthy the whole
1: season. Yeah, I no think, way. I, maybe I'll. I'm I'm I don't know. We said the same thing about Joel Embiid. There's no way the guy ever stays healthy for an entire season, and then for like three plus years he plays ninety percent of the games. So I don't know. Like he could be, and I guess I'm banking a lot of that on that. If Zion, if Zion only plays sixty percent of the games, then they're not going to be the side of a seed. But yeah, right. It it will be it will be interesting to watch. Let's see here the Warriors. I'm probably going to move them up to ninth. Now that we're talking through this, it's just like I think Steph will be incredible, but. I Clay's gone, obviously. I think James James Wiseman's played two games, like two organized basketball games, in like the past two years. Played mm-hmm. two games in Memphis, so I have no idea what to expect about him. I don't think their season rides on him, really. No, but my think... point being is that like Steph has Kelly Oubre Jr. and Andrew Wiggins. Like I know he is Draymond, but I think.
0: Draymond's a big injury concern right now. I'm worried about the news on his injury is really concerning.
1: I think he's. I don't think we're ever going to see the Draymond Green that we did in the 2016 Draymond Green.
0: I actually do want to talk about that because people just assume that he can flip the switch back on. No, I don't think there's a lot of examples of players having as bad of a season as Draymond did last year, and then and then doing a 180 the following year. He. he, I don't think players just do that. His shots,
1: like he's he's going to shoot 29% from three again like his injuries concern he's some of the athleticism is already sapped so like everyone's saying like well Steph you know has you know the Draymond uh, still another all-star on the team to help him Draymond's not an all-star no. like he's just not and so yeah it really <laughs> it really hinges on like how good you think Steph is and how he incorporates um Kelly Oubre and Andrew Wiggins because talk about no depth right like mm-hmm. what Jordan Poole like coming off the bench like I mean Pascal's like a nice player but yeah it's it's concerning. Hey,
0: I like Damian Lee.
1: I mean, yeah. The Celtics could use him. <laughs> Celtics sounds like could use anyone.
0: But. <laughs> I know. Okay. Uh, Spurs. Where do yeah. you have Spurs? I have them 11th. You... I have them uh, 10th. I just... I, I like... like the Spurs. I, I like watching the Spurs, especially when they play DeRozan at the four
1: Yeah, that is with all their young experience. guys. Do
0: you think, do you think
1: they're going to trade Lamarcus?
0: I don't know if there's a landing spot. I think they'll try to trade yeah. DeMar and LaMarcus, but for salary purposes, salary matching. Yeah, Derek, Derek White and DeAndre
1: Murray are super fun. Like uh, Murray, Murray's like, you know, if like Murray's like a sneaky, like could be an All Star in three years type of player.
0: You think so? I think he's yeah. kind of what he I is don't. at this point. Oh, I don't. I think he's gonna. There's be no good. to be an All Star. You have to average at least what eighteen points a game, and he's never gonna do that. Oh, what did he average last year? Sixteen. Dejounte? Yeah. Are you looking it up right now? Yeah, I'm looking it up. I'll look it up. <laughs> I don't think he averaged 16 points a game. He look- averaged 11 points a game. Oh dang. <laughs> um, anyway, but I'm excited. I think I might be over Lonnie Walker. Really? But I'm really excited about Devin Vassell and Keldon Johnson a little bit. I just want to see those guys get a lot of burn with Dejounte and Derek White. Um, yeah, they, they have
1: some good. They have some good wing talent, but they've kind of entered that. You know, that phase some of those like it's not like a full rebuild, it's kinda like that mini rebuild phase. Right? Like it's like if, like if if Vassal and 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 Johnson and White have another improvement year, then it's like, okay, you let DeRozan and Lamarcus walk and get cap space and then they're like a couple of big signings away from if they could grab a guy from jumping back into the upper tier.
0: So it's just yeah, it, they could.
1: It's just like their their upper talent, like their top tier talent that they're paying for are just so like they're just older. You know, DeRozan, LaMarcus, they're just at the end yeah, of the road. Yeah. So it, it it all comes down to how how they replace their that that cap space. Like, can they go get totally. younger, upper tier talent to put around everyone else? But
0: yeah, I think they're content to rebuild for another year. Yes, the I I, I mean Devin Vassell, he's probably there's probably a fifty percent chance that he's better than Anthony Edwards for his career. Anyway, I'm going to keep harping on the Anthony Edwards thing. So we, you're, both, you're not we buying both, that.
1: No, I, I I told you I would have picked Isaac Okoro over Anthony Edwards, so I think he's totally overrated. I don't know about those two specifically. Okay. But, so we're both lower on the Grizzlies than like their bubble and they're almost had the 8 seed record. A
0: lot of a lot of mine is because Jaron Jackson is out. So I was
1: looking and at Jaron Jackson's stats because you know he's kind of an NBA Twitter darling. W- mm-hmm. Why isn't he rebounding?
0: Well, a lot of people say that Valanciunas steals the rebounds from him. Okay. But uh, yeah, it could be, it could be a concern. Cause if I remember, no, at Michigan state, he was a good rebounder actually. So I don't know. It's
1: just like, you, you look at this guy and I was looking at, him, thinking about drafting for fantasy, right. In terms of like just a, and I was like, man, he's not pulling down rebounds for a type of player that you think he would, but I, I mean, he's still super talented. And as long as he's, uh, do you have an
0: injury update for him? His injury, it's also a knee thing. If I'm remembering correctly. But he's supposed to be back end of January, maybe.
1: Um, but I'll just be on the record that I'm a huge... Oh, yeah. It's a,
0: it's a meniscus. Yeah, that's right.
1: I'm a huge Brandon Clark fan. I love Brandon Clark.
0: Hey, that's fine.
1: I, okay. I just think you could put him on <laughs> literally any, on every NBA team, and he'd be like he could fit in anywhere. Like every team in the league could use Brandon Clark. Yeah, um, I agree with that. I'm with you. Jaron Jackson's out, and...
0: Um, just- I'm going to go on the record as saying that Ja Morant is currently overrated, and Jaron Jackson is underrated as far as what their as as far as what their ceiling is. Yeah, Jaron uh, As far as so they're going to be in their prime.
1: Ja Morant, like Rookie of the Year, obviously put up a lot of numbers, but there's some concerns about his efficiency. I don't know if "concerns" is the right word. Like you know, he's going to be a good player, but it, it's not like this guarantee that like it's very clear with Luca and some other players It's just about like this. This elite, top tier point guard per se.
0: So, okay,
1: it'll be interesting to watch out. Um,
0: let's yeah, clear. but I I just think that in the bubble when they didn't have Jaron, it it just looked really rough. It did. And in the West, it's going to be tough to have a two month lag and have to try to catch up. Or like yeah. John Morant's not that good. And and somebody's got to lose games in the West.
1: Somebody's going to. And especially with the Warriors back, right? The Warriors aren't tanking hypothetically zions you know Mm -hmm. healthy the suns are better right the suns made their bubble run so someone's gotta and which is fine Mm -hmm. for the grizz right they're still super young so they don't need to make the it's not a failure if they're the 11th seed and get out of the play in game but Mm um 13th i have timberwolves um i think they have like they have a lot of talent there like d'angelo russell carl anthony towns ricky rubio uh, malik beasley shot the lights out for him like that's a that's a lot of talented team i just i don't know how much they're gonna mesh but I think I like. Yeah, I think I they think they're a, gonna
0: have the second worst defense in the league.
1: Horrible defense. But it's another kind of sneaky league pass team that I'm excited to watch. D'Angelo Russell and Car Anthony Towns could be really fun to watch on offense.
0: Cat um, has looked a little bit like he's still coming back emotionally because you know how he had a lot of family members that have either died or like been affected, like including his mom, namely, but that have been affected by COVID. And it seems like he he's not totally in it from what I've seen from the preseason.
1: Totally. Which is understandable, so, right? His mom died of yeah. COVID, and he lost seven family members to the disease.
0: Oh, that's how many? Yeah.
1: So I knew it was something staggering. It's uh, it's a real concern for the young man. Like I I feel bad for him.
0: I think he could be the next star to demand a trade. Interesting. I'll go on record saying this, and it could happen as early as this season. Even though he's friends with with D'Angelo, I it, he'll quickly realize that he not he's not going to get to where he other. he needs to go. He's what he hasn't signed an extension or anything has he no he has oh, he's signed, he signed the at least yeah he has his he's on his rookie extension okay man um I can see how long that goes but could you see him asking out he's such an uber talented player like hes signed through twenty twenty four he's so good on offense like it's incredible how good
1: he is um I'm just like that would just be horrible for Minnesota if he already demanded out. I don't know, like really the only player this young who's demanded out that young has been Anthony Davis, right? And even then he still had like a year left, a year and a half left on his contract. Like Carl Anthony Towns demanding out this season. No, I'm not buying it. He's too young.
0: There's too much time left. No, there have been some there have been a lot of guys that while they were on their rookie extension we're have asked not out. This early into it. Who? What, like how old is Carl Anthony Towns? What is he, like 25 But I'm talking about into his contract. Like Anthony Davis
1: wasn't this early into his contract demanding it out.
0: Think about like Carmelo Anthony. I guess <sighs> hmm. uh Well
1: you have to do shooter. some research follow up back up with me on that. I don't okay. think there's anyone been that young or that early into his contract, but
0: I mean Carmelo Anthony got traded in his age twenty six season. Huh. So I mean, it would be he the same 24? year. No, he's twenty
1: five. Huh. Interesting. Dang, so he's not I guess he has played four seasons. Well, I yeah. mean, we agree there. They're talented, but they're just, yeah, their defense is whatever. So you have Kings, you have, we both had the Thunder last, right? They literally traded everyone away. So they have Shea Gilgers, Alexander, and what?
0: And they have, they have Horford. They have Poku. Oh, yeah, Poku is going to be kind of fun. They have Darius Baisley, who I was emphatic about snagging in fantasy. But you didn't get him? No, I did. Oh, you did. Okay. Oh, that's right. I yeah. did. He's gonna he's gonna put up big numbers. Yeah, because there's no one else to play. Yeah, who else? That they, ha- they have George Hill and Trevor Ariza that yeah. are going to be bought out or traded at some point. Probably George Hill will be traded. Yeah. He still got value. Bring George Hill to the Blazers, man. Hey, Dan. There you go. Trevor.
1: Guarantee the Celtics pick up Trevor Ariza. Guarantee it happens.
0: Oh, good. That's who you need. I, I can't fake that much excitement about Trevor Ariza as bleak as our situation is on the bench that's your guy uh so we we didn't mention the kings do we have anything to say about the kings like okay going back to the thunder i don't think there's any way presti lets them get out of the top two spots for the draft nope like he'll trade if al horford starts playing well like he's gone yeah
1: the hunter thunder guaranteed there's just they're they're tanking they're 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 tanking, so I'm with you there. They're not getting out. I'm just like whatever with the Kings, man. It's just uh, they let Bogdan watch for walk for nothing. Like he's such a he's such a elite NBA talent. They just mm-hmm. you can't just let a team like the Kings in a market like that just let them walk like that for nothing. I'm just I'm done with them.
0: Yeah, it's just Fox and Healed and a bunch of power forwards now, or like or front court players, I should say. Like, did you know Jabari Parker's on this team? I forgot about Jabari Parker and they have Bielitsa, who i i think he could contribute to a a winning team. Yeah. And they have Marvin Bagley who we're going to see what happens this year and then they have Whiteside. <laughs> they have Whiteside and Holmes. Yeah, you know my like, just like White, right? Whiteside's going to be so fun to watch on on I I just remembered he was he started his career on the Kings. Yep. It's come full circle for him. So
1: they're going to have a hor one of the worst defenses in the NBA, right?
0: I don't know. They have I
1: mean, he'll can't guard stuff. anything, maybe. It's
0: not like they're playing, the, everyone they're playing basically has experience besides Halliburton, and he's supposed to be a really heady rookie. So I could see him finishing like middle of the pack on defense. Mm-hmm. I guess we haven't like, Harrison Barnes. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot he was on the team. Uh, Luke Walton, I think, really brings this team down. Yeah, Harrison Barnes is another player that is better at power forward, but Luke Walton is a big drain on my excitement towards really? this team because they were so fun under Jaeger when they were yeah they were when, when they just were the the blur fast break team and that's what suits them they totally changed their identity last year that's true but, all well, right folks that okay, was we it. hit we hit up all the teams did you give your oh here okay uh, I'll
1: off the cup here are my projections um kay. i have lakers i'm just going to say it lakers and the blazers in the western conference finals <laughs> with the <a, laughs> With the Lakers coming out, okay. um, man, I didn't do much time thinking about this. Like, I could easily be convinced about the Clippers coming out, but whatever. Um, and then the East, oh man, this is tough.
0: Okay, while you're thinking about that, I'm gonna go on record as having LaMelo Ball for rookie of the year. Okay, and my MVP is gonna be Giannis again, as much as I hate that. I'm gonna, be- or should it be KD? Katie? No, KD's gonna sit too many games.
1: Yeah, there's no way he plays all those games coming off the Achilles. I'm going to okay, have, Luke, just have Luke as MVP and, and Okoro as my Rookie of the
0: Year. And the East? My most improved is going to be either Kobe White or Darius Garland. I should have thought about this more. Okay. I I think most improved is a fun thing. All right, Cade, what what do you
1: got for the East? I, man, I don't know. I don't know. Well, frick! I don't know now. I'm now I'm convincing myself that the Nets are going to come out of the East. I have no idea. Um, but if I had to pick one right now on the spot, a frick! <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Heat again. Okay, and Heat versus Lakers Rematch. So oh, a, re- a repeat final God. that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. That that's
1: horrible. I gotta rethink about this. I'll tweet out my prediction afterwards after we tweet out the pod.
0: Yeah. So I'm gonna have. Sixers and Lakers and my it's probably just it's probably just got to be Lakers because the Sixers don't have anybody to, to guard LeBron true I that's kind of well. If, 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 they, if they trade Simmons I'm saying yeah they just have like yeah Tobias and Harden actually Tobias and Harden could both at least they got like bulk a little bit yeah I I'm gonna just gonna have the Lakers again
1: boring we're both boring but I mean they're super talented and they kind of upgraded their bench so
0: oh i forgot to say that the i i would have the jazz in the conference finals oh i'm
1: not buying that i think they may be making the semis but
0: no but i had the jazz and the lakers two and third seed so they would mean the semis no i I can't have that
1: hey i gotta go but yeah you gotta roll you gotta roll you're past your time tayshaun muscles pod the best yeah um can't wait to look back on this and see how many takes were wrong
0: yeah oh i forgot to shout out pickup at the beginning oh dang hey everyone everyone go out and get your your copy of pickup at pickup dot um pick a street baller use strategy and a little bit of luck to see if you can make it to 21 first so be looking out for that patent pending uh shout out peyton pritchard should have given you more love earlier shout out hermit
1: <laughs> shout out no shout, shout out Alpine, Alpine Analytica. Shout out Alpine Analytica for all your analytic needs for your small business growing.
0: Okay. Oh oh a minute forty-two. Okay, do you need me to like right, do you need me to press anything to stop this, Dan? Or I... Uh no, okay. I'll okay, let's let's sign off. All right. Peace. Peace.